0: People deluded. I'm back again. Thank you very much for tuning back in each and every time, and welcome to another edition of the Deluded Podcast, the DG Podcast, the Really and Truly Podcast. One love to everyone watching this on well listening, better yet, on Apple and Spotify because you know you lot are the early birds; you get the content first, and you lot have been the loyal, specific DG DG podcast supporters. So, one love to everybody that's tuned in in general on this Tuesday, um, on Tuesdays and Fridays, in relation to my podcast. Obviously. Obviously. Obviously welcome to the YouTube crew as well I know you lot are late But better late than never And you know I can't win with you lot man There's some of you When it comes to podcasts You're not fussed in it Like any content As long as you know You like DG You're there in it then obviously you got this the picky sort of supporters and then you got you like that say, Oh DJ, I like the podcast, but sometimes I like just audio, sometimes I like to follow on screen, and I get it because when I watch podcasts, I like to I can do what I'm doing and I don't necessarily have to look, but every now and again I want to see the, the the set and all of those things there. So I thought, you know what? let me give people what they want in it I know I've been encountering some technical difficulties for background knowledge people I actually had to start again because it froze when I showed the Kylian Mbappe stuff but obviously it's a bit of a mazzer with the market transfer market closing you've got a current goal and a future goal if he isn't one already because he is for me in Kylian Mbappe and Cristiano Ronaldo moving clubs obviously you would have thought and Messi still is the biggest move of this market but it's crazy and there's still probably other madnesses going on obviously you've had the champions league draw and as you can see i'm in this competition boy people um as you know i got my psg drip on but um yeah man you know champions league draw you know it will be ronaldo assuming he goes to city um and obviously versus Lionel messi in that in, in that group and we'll talk about all of that Sadly, you know, certain Manchester City players have been suspended due to dumbness, and there's one, two other bits and pieces. If you're wondering, those of you that are visibly watching this, if you're wondering why I have my man behind me, it's it's a member of the Qatari Qatari Royal family. And as you lot know, they're linked with Arsenal, so I'm trying to put that good karma into the air. I don't know where to start, and we can circle back on some transfer rumours, but... um, Things with with legs to it, as you lot know, killing Mbappe, Real Madrid are increasingly confident of signing the forward after after positive PSG talks. Now, there's been a game of gamesmanship, people letting their nuts hang. You know, Leonardo and Khalifa have been adamant that, you know, A, he will be sold if all their conditions are met and he does want to lead. They don't want to keep unhappy players, but obviously B... Man, are not leaving until we get the right sum because we owe Monaco some bread. We want to break even. You know, there's a lot of, you know, apparently indirectly Mbappe feels the time has come now. He has rejected Real Madrid a lot of times in his career. And I know he's 22, but since he burst on the scene from 18 or 17 or whenever he was to now, there's been a lot of development, much less becoming a world champion. There's still a long way to go, but I think he's ready for Real Madrid if that's truly what he wants. I think he's kind of outgrown France because I think he's done it the right way. Obviously, look beyond the fact that is Kylian Mbappe and it's not the normal youngster and things, but generally let's just look at him as a young player, as you lot know, potential is the buzzword in football no one wants to miss out, Kylian might have left it, you know, there's many people, many youngsters that, that first breakout at Monaco they're signing for these PSGs these, these Madrids, these sort of clubs there and we know how that goes, I think he's personally done it the right way, you know, he's Done his thing at Monaco, gone to PSG, dealt with the expectations there, learnt from Neymar. I think he's picked up some positive and negative traits. Personally, I wouldn't, you know, I'd want to play for a play play with Lionel Messi, but you know, for at least a year and it's still on paper, still might happen. But personally, that's what I want to do. I get wanting to join Real Madrid. He's rejected them a lot of times throughout his career. They've tapped him up in the last two two years or so, as Leonardo said. But this has been coming. They've wanted him since he was a kid. Obviously, the fact that he is a quote-unquote Real Madrid fan, it's always been coming. It's one that he's probably always earmarked. And if at 22 years of age, he thinks now's the time to spend a significant period of his life there, Fair play. The funny thing is, I don't think Real Madrid will be his last big club. I want to see if they they go for Haaland. Like I was reading an athletic article. Apparently, you know, the the lengths and whatnot that Perez has gone to for Mbappe is not the same as Haaland. Like even when his dad Haaland is going around Europe last year, he didn't even meet Perez, he met someone else at Real Madrid. Apparently, you know, this is goes deeper than just Florentino Perez. Apparently, this is a bit of a political statement, as well as a statement for Real Madrid, in that, you know. Perez has told the fans while sales are happening under investment it's indirectly in Project Mbappe and you know it seems to happen. As you lot know, Real Madrid submitted a second bid worth 146, 145.6 million pounds for Kylian on Thursday yesterday. Their first offer was 137 mil. That was obviously turned down by PSG. Um, Mbappe has less than a, a year on his contract and told them he has no chance of renewal. So there is the sense of, you know, Real Madrid might, quote unquote, aggressively try for him and he might not leave. And they can say, look, we tried for you. Let's sit down, let's agree stuff indirectly. January and whatever will we we'll stay in due in due course. Um, you know, the fact that PSG are negotiating shows where the power is shifting to because PSG are slowly unwinding. Maybe they're not happy with the way that a Killian went about this and whatnot, and the timing, but it is what it is. And apparently, they're eyeing up Richarlison as a replacement. I'm not sure that's a suitable one, but fair play. Um, Juventus are apparently looking at Moise Keane as well, and they've been linked with Lacazette and Aubameyang. And we know that one there is not true. Um, you know, we all know, and I mean, PSG, if they're honest with themselves, they knew that you know, while I believe Mbappe is a Parisian, and there was obviously that attraction to you know go from a young boy to a grown man sort of thing. Dare win the title and whatnot. He's Real Madrid. That's what he's done, and and for me, he's turned them around enough times, and he probably they will come calling again. At 22, he's still young. He doesn't have to do it now, but. You know, I feel it's I feel the time's coming. You know, I don't I really want to I really want to see Messi Neymar and and, and Mbappe, but I don't think it's gonna be the case, people. So it is what it is. It looks like Killian is moving forward. You know, Elk Kilafi. forgive me for mispronunciation, the PSG president um said um yesterday, we've always been very clear the situation, the position of the club. We're not going to repeat it every time. You know our position, it has not changed. Um he went on to Leonardo, went on to say, Killian wants to leave, it seems clear to me. If Le- Real Madrid make an offer, it seems clear to me. I'm taking a position that I think is clear of everyone. If he wants to leave, we're not going to hold him back, but it'll be on our terms. Killian always promised that he would not leave the club for free. That's what he always told us. We have no plans to talk to Real Madrid again. The deadline is August the 31st at midnight. That's how transfer window is. But we are clear about this. We want to keep him and extend his deal but we're not going to let him go for less than what we paid for him. We still owe Monaco money. So as you know, people, you know, they spent they spent 180 million euros in 2018 um, and they've initially only played 145 so far with the rest due when Mbappe either renews his deal um, or when they decide to sell him. So maybe he had no intention of ever signing it. You know, the best case scenario would be you sign a new deal, get your head down and let the clubs negotiate. But, you know, their plan, it doesn't necessarily mean it's Killian's plan. Killian's plan isn't necessarily, you know, to marry them. And to be fair with you, I'm not sure. Again, I would have stayed, but how long is the PSG cycle? I know they've got Donnarumma, Hakimi. If they had, well, they, Mbappe's still there playing. In theory, they are players to build for the future. And, you know, PSG got money, they'll find some. But a lot of it's the present. Suddenly, you fast forward two years or so, you know, Neymar's not getting any younger. Messi definitely ain't getting any younger. Alden's not getting any younger. Potch might not be there. The whole while we think that you know, and I think PSG are the, looking like the team in Europe at this moment in time. I don't know how long the project is gonna is is gonna last. Such such is life, people really and truly. You know, I really really don't have a clue how long it is. But apparently, you know, Real Madrid have made a second offer, as I said, people, and they're now you know to reiterate, they're now ego- e- negotiating negotiating people. And you saw some developments, um, at, at the end of the night, people really and really and truly. So. It is what well it is. We'll have to see what happens, man. And apparently for what it's worth, there are views within the club that he should that that the president should cash in on Bappe and take the money. Um Apparently, particularly due to the to the internal perception that the players' confidence and happiness in France has been damaged by performances at Euro 2020. Maybe there's a lot of criticism internally in France, I say internally for the country, and that's that's a reason for him wanting to obviously bust out and whatnot as well, so we'll have to see. In case Messi going to, obviously, PSG wasn't big enough and Mbappe to Real Madrid wasn't big enough, you've got Cristiano Ronaldo, people. Apparently, you know, Real, uh, Man City were first. As you don't know, they were adamant that they had no business putting down a transfer fee, but apparently such has changed, and they're willing to pay 25 million. Obviously, you've all seen Mendes in in France and in Portugal doing what he needs to do, clearly dotting I's and crossing T's. Apparently, Ronaldo was told Juventus, "I want to leave Manchester City." Are open to making this happen, and they must have had something up their sleeve when they were when they allegedly pulled out of the Harry Kane deal, because apparently that one there's been dead since July. Now, obviously, football's wild; stuff can happen overnight, but you know things are engineered. It must have been indirect talks with Ronaldo's camp and City's camp just to see in the event at some point, if Ronaldo wants to leave Juventus, which clearly has been open to you for a while now, um, even back to Real Madrid, even to PSG and whatnot, City were one of the potentially interested parties or a side that could be interested. Now, you know, in terms of longevity, I don't know, because you're hearing there was rumours Pep Guardiola could leave in 2023. And again, you're left with with that. I don't know how you rebuild, obviously, the younger talents are linked with not that Ronaldo. Um, well, in fact, to be fair, I was about to say, not that he's younger than he's too many years younger than Ronaldo, but Kane's at least three, four years younger. Um, um, younger than him, there could have been a longevity thing, but who knows? You get Ronaldo for a couple of years, you know, you, you next year you go back in for Haaland, you see if you can do what you can do there. I don't think City will be Ronaldo's last club. Spare a thought for Manchester United fans, this must be difficult to fathom because I know there's a lot of United fans who recognize obviously my man's never he's loved united as much as a, as much as someone who is not from manchester or has any affiliation like their dad being a united fan can you know he's you know, he's he, he's had good moments, but you've got to remain professional. Ronaldo's legacy is more important than what any fan thinks of him. And for me, if he comes back, wins the Premier League, it's, it's not that he needs to do anything to further his name in this football team, but it would be crazy. Now, I didn't think he'd ever play for Man City. I did think there'd be a bit of that United thing, but I don't know. Maybe he's tried to angle to play devil's advocate. Maybe he's angled for United move. They're not on it. I don't think Woodward would not be on it because if Woodward knows anything, it's marketability. And you know Cristiano Ronaldo's going to do that. I mean, it's got shades of Andy Cole. It's got shades... Well, I'm gassing it a bit. I'm just... You know, Smichael Cole, Tevez, uh, Law, if I remember correctly. Not that I was there. Um, Who else? Well, Jaden. the other way. You know, it's one of the players that have crossed the divide. And I I can't lie. I do hope he scores in the Manchester derby and knee slides and stuff. But if he bottles it, if no significant trophies are are won, if, you know, he, he doesn't beat United and whatnot, you know, he did celebrate when he played for Richard. You can already, you already know the agendas that's going to be running the footballing world. Um, You know, if you can't get Harry Kane, and I do think they need a striker, you know, you can obviously get Cristiano Ronaldo. And that's a very good option. Obviously, we're keen to see, can he still do it? Can he, become? you know, I mean, this, he instantly surely becomes the favourite for the golden boot. Surely people, and God knows how much he's going to cost in FPL, probably cost an arm and a leg. You know, I can't, Oh, yeah, to go back quickly, people, with Mbappe quickly. Mbappe is hoping that his signing will be completed today. Um, apparently, Florentino Perez and El Clasico may sign an agreement this morning. That's what's coming out of some reports. But going back to Ronaldo, apparently, he's informed his teammates at Juventus that he wants to leave. Mendes has been in direct contact with Man City to discuss Ronaldo's salary. It won't be the 30 one Am I good again? I think I'm good again. Apologies, people. I'm just making sure everyone can hear me. Um, It seemed like a wire dropped, obviously. I'm checking my mic levels. We're cool. But apparently it won't be the 31 million euro net salary as his current one. So is he actually taking a wage reduction at Man City? Now, there's ways to get around it. You might take less wages, but we'll give you a fat signing on bonus. We'll dot I's and cross T's and... You know, move some money around, you'll get the same piece. But it might not look like on paper that you're getting the same piece. Football's a funny game like that. Um, we'll have to see what happens in that regard. I mean, Ronaldo is, surely has to play up front. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous that bad is coming back to the prep. It's crazy. I can't. I can't actually. Can't actually believe it. Like I really can't. I can't. I can't believe that this this thing is happening, man. And I mean, Ronaldo will be a fantastic signing people but yeah as you lot know manchester city are in talks to sign um to sign juventus food before the transfer window closes ronaldo um as you lot can see ronaldo is in the final year of his contract at juventus at the turing club and they're keen to selling people so yeah and he no longer wants to play for the club so it's a relay it's a it's a it's a it's a divorce of convenience. They don't want his strain on the wages. He no longer believes in the sporting project, or for whatever reason, he wants to keep it moving. So, fair play to the lad, man. If he wants to leave, fair play, man. You know, just leave with 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 some class and get it done in in the right way, really and truly. And you know, it is what it is at this at the end of the day. So. I didn't think in any capacity you know we'd we'd spend a significant part speaking about this at any point during my dg podcast and whatnot so yeah we've, we've we've obviously covered that i can't lie there is a lot to speak about um making sure i've got my notes we've done mbappe we've done cristiano we need to get into the draws and awards people so if we start with the awards congratulations to n'golo kante first and foremost for his award that he won because I don't think I've seen somebody like... with the, That has to be the shortest acceptance speech. Short and sweet, to the point. When Ruben Dias won, I believe, Defender of the Year, he had a lot to say about, about, about it, I, I could tell, but Kante didn't. Apparently, Jorginho has been named as UEFA's um, Men's Footballer of the Year after becoming only the 10th player in history to win... Um, the Champions League in, and the Euros in the same season, people. Two cool, one manager of the year, obviously, you know. Kevin, um, Jorginho obviously won, Kante won. Um, Mendy picked up goalkeeper of the of the tournament. Haaland claimed the strikers trophy. Diaz claimed the centre-half version of the trophy. So it is what it is. And one love to everybody who helped Ericsson as well when he was going through his mad thing. Um, because... Yeah, when they helped Ericsson go through the madness, because obviously there's very few things more important than football life, is one of them. And literally, them acting quickly saved an individual's life. So you can't not big up that at that and whatnot, people. So, one love in relation to people who, you know, saved their life and whatnot, and everyone who won an award. If we look at the Champions League group stage, as you look, no, I can already imagine Group A is looking mad. You got Leipzig, you got Ronaldo, and in, in will be Ronaldo in City. You've obviously got PSG and Messi and Neymar and whatnot. You know, you've got um, what. There's a group that there isn't. I believe there isn't too much in it. Every team should fancy they should get through, and every team if they don't and they drop to Europa should feel aggrieved. Um, you've got, you know, if you've not been anywhere in the footballing world and you don't know anything, you know, Group A, you have Manchester City, PSG, Leipzig and Club or Belgium. B, Atletico, Liverpool, um, Porto, AC Milan. I mean, tasty group. That is Group C, probably the group I was alluding to where I think it's quite even. You've got Sporting, Dortmund, Ajax and Besiktas. D, you've got Inter, Real Madrid, Shakhtar the Next and Sheriff. Um, Cheruspo, I believe, of Moldova. Group E has Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Benfica um, and Dynamo Kiev. You've got Group F, which is a tricky little group. And I think a low-key going to be a very entertaining one for the neutrals. You've got Young Boys, Atalanta, Villarreal and Manchester United. G, you've got Leo, Sevilla, Salzburg, Wolfsburg. Group H, Chelsea, Juventus, Zenit, Malmo. So if we start from bottom to top, if I'm Chelsea, you can't write off anyone, but if I'm Chelsea or Juventus, you probably think, you know, if we do our job, we play a little the way we can. Definitely what got Chelsea to the final and Juventus historically, it's going to be a tough arc for Zenit and Malmo. But it's, you know, I think both of them clubs should just be A, targeting not coming last and B, Europa League. But football isn't one on paper, you know. We've seen teams go out of the group at many times that we didn't expect to, you know, into Milan last year, if I remember correctly, um, or the year before that, I can't really remember. Um, But barring a crazy upset, Juventus and Chelsea, you know, can rest assured, in my opinion, that they'll advance to the knockout stages. Group G: Leo, Sevilla, Salzburg, Wolfsburg. I hope Salzburg do it because they got Karim Adinemy. I would back Sevilla to go to to top the group. You can't write off Wolfsburg because they're in it, and I, you know, Leo might be a young and naive team, and they might have sold, they might sell a couple of players, and the team might look well, look a different way, but we've got to remember they come into this as the champions of of France so you've got to respect their team Group F as I said is going to be an enjoyable game I expect Manchester United to go through but I do expect Man United to I wouldn't say to take full points in the group Um, you know I think United will top the group I think they'll beat Villarreal but we, you know the obvious reasons they lost in the Europa League that's a tricky test and more I think United will do both games against Atalanta and Villarreal at home but the away trick that's a tricky test to Italy you know and if man remember Champions League for the last two years atlanta have been getting to the latter stages and they play good football if you go on the names obviously man united Atalanta. you go around and ask many casual sports fans which club do they know more than the other they're gonna say you know they're gonna say man united but football's not one like that as uh, you know Atalanta play good football and you know Man United bought a player in Diallo from them, if I can remember correctly. So they should know exactly what Atalanta are about. So that's going to be a good test. They should know what Villarreal is about and how they thrive on the underdog sort of stuff. Such is life. The team could be in a bad... These teams could be in a bad sort of way. New managers, such is life. But, you know, I expect United to go through. But I do expect... I wouldn't say twists and turns because I still think they're going through with relative ease but I do think they might catch a L away at at, at Atlanta or against Villarreal saying that such is life they'll probably get six points of both teams and beat young boys and you know young boys with it all to do um if I had to you know if I had to pick group how group H H works I'd say Chelsea top Juventus second Zenit third Malmo last G I'll say Seville, Sevilla and I'm going to go with Salzburg, but Lille could complicate things. For Group F, I'm going to say Manchester United and actually at Atlanta, just because I think them and they play good football and they got the spirit. You know, it, it could be Emre's side, but I think they'll drop back into the champ, um, into the Europa League and you know his history with that. Group E, bro, bro, like Benfica, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, you know, apologies Dynamo Kiev, but I don't think you've got a snowballs. For Benfica, I think it's, Obviously, you don't want to target Europa. All of you, you know, as long as you're in it, you have half a chance to win it. But I just think Barcelona and Bayern will do this. Saying that, it's, you know, Barcelona still have some quality players. There is no Lionel Messi and they're not the Barcelona of old. Looking away from that, though, and, you know, Real Madrid are not the Real Madrid of old in terms of the, the team. And, you know, they've got Carlo, who's skilled in working with less, but they've lost the leaders in Ramos and they've lost the leader in Ramos. And obviously, um, what's his face? Varane. You know, the team isn't playing the best. They got very uh, young squad. And to be fair with you, if they get Mbappe, it boosts their chances. You know, in the in the long term, if Real Madrid could somehow grow Mbappe, Vinicius, Rodrigo, and these guys to a certain level, they could have a good squad. But um I'd back Inter Milan saying that Inter Milan have underperformed in Europe the last couple of seasons. So I would say Inter and Real Madrid go through. You can't underestimate Shakhtar the next, especially away And Real Madrid. know that wasn't it last year that they had a good game against them in the champ, in the group. Again, I can't remember such his life. Um, but I would say Inter and Real Madrid go through, Shakhtar to the Europa League. And for me, there's the potential of Villarreal, Benfica, uh, Shakhtar the next, potentially Zenit or Malmo, all dropping into the Europa League. Europa could be tasty this year. Arsenal not in it, so we're not relevant. Group C, you know, one for the hipsters. You've got Sporting, Dortmund, Ajax and Besiktas. I don't, I think that group is, you know, that's one where I'm looking at with keen interest because I think everybody can go through in that group. Obviously, what happens in real life is a completely different thing. But I think, you know, if I'm a Besiktas fan, I reckon I can beat any team in Turkey at home. Ajax, with are the footballing gods sort of thing. Dortmund, they've got Haaland, Sporting, Lisbon, again, relish it. I think that's going to be a good little group. And then I think, Everyone will drop points. I think that's it. Like I said, I think that's a good little group. If I had to pick who goes through, I'm going to go with Dortmund because I think they've got it in them. And I'd have to... If, I'm just, I always look at it if I'm betting money. I'd say Dortmund and Ajax, but something tells me sporting might complicate matters. And I think Sh- Besiktas have it all to do, but you can never write off anyone. Group B... You know, Liverpool, AC Milan is the biggest... Well, for me, it's not the biggest fixture in the in the league, but it's the biggest fixture. We all know the connotations. If you're an AC Milan fan and you, if you're a Liverpool fan, if you don't kind of think of AC Milan and, and certain memories don't come about, I, I'm not a fan of either club, but I have to question where you where, are, you where you've been about, and if you really know your thing. But, you know, that's a tasty group. We all know Liverpool, Athletic, is a political. I remember a couple of years ago, Marata at Anfield and whatnot. You know, Porto, you can't sleep on them. You know, you can't rest on your past laurels. And I think, forgive me if I'm wrong, as that gaffer left? I swear that Porto gaffer's left. I could be wrong. I could be capping to you lot and telling you lot lies. Um, But I'm sure the Porto manager you helped dump out Juventus has left them, but I could be wrong. But either way... If you can't go off past glory, but Porto have shown there's someone not to be f effed with if you give them a chance. So you've got AC Milan, who I'm hoping Bernacia does his thing. You've got Porto, you've got Liverpool, you've got Atlético. Now I'd expect, I expect I expect Liverpool to top the group and Atlético second, but you know I don't know for Liverpool. Liverpool sometimes in the groups they 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 can they, they've obviously shown they can win the trophy, but in the groups sometimes I think they do some beaky things. So I would say if I had to bet, I'd say Liverpool, Atlético. Um, I'd actually back Porto to, to get champ, to get Europa League over AC Milan, even though I was going to go the other way around. Group A is probably the one that's drawn the most interest and probably, well, how can you, you know, you have the potential of Inter, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Barcelona, you know, for me, you know, Atalanta playing anyways, you know, Chelsea, Juventus, how can I really say, you know, Liverpool, Atletico? I haven't said that, either. Dortmund, Ajax, how can I really sit here and say Group A is probably where the most eyes are drawn and where the biggest game games, because it is times two, um, you know, in a trip to Paris and, and England could be, you know, you've got PSG versus Manchester City, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo versus Lionel Messi. I know neither player is at Real Madrid or Barcelona and both teams are in the competition, such is life. Obviously, that's going to decide who wins the group, in it? Like, it's going to be crazy. You know, I'm going to be doing my watch-alongs for them games there. As I said, Messi versus Ronaldo. Can Man City go one better than last year with Ronaldo? Can PSG go one better than the year before? with selling Mbappe or getting rid of him or whatever, if it does happen. And then obviously going through with Messi. And I, I, a, brain, a brain thing just came. Could it be more worth? And I'd love for you lot to comment on YouTube as well. Could it be more worth? I know, I don't know how this makes sense, but I know Mbappe could leave for free and, you know, they spent mad peas on him. And if I'm Monaco, I'm pissed off as well because there's a sell-on clause due, due to me if he leaves for free. Could it be worth... In theory, you know, if I'm keeping them... Clearly, you know, Messi and Neymar could probably do it too, man up. But Messi, Neymar, I was about to say Suarez. But Mbappé gives you even stronger hope on top of all the other quality they've got. Varati, Hakimi, Donnarumma, Ramos there, all of these things now, you know. Could it be more worth to them if Mbappé was to stay... Obviously, speed you know, help them with the Champions League and ultimately, in theory, win the Champions League and say, you know what, leave for free. That's the mandate. It's a means to an end from a business proposition. Obviously, we don't want anyone to leave for free, but the goal of this club was to win the Champions League. I, I very much doubt it was just to win the, the the France League week in week out. Even though they need to reclaim that, could that be more of value to them? Because what you could you say that's a means to an end from a business point of view. It's a shambles from a footballing reason. It's a means to an end. Obviously, you could say, Do you know what, sign a new deal. Give us your give us your old man Mbappe for this year, regardless, you can F off to Real Madrid, bro, you're 22, you're going to be 23, unless, if he turns 23 tomorrow, he might be 24 them times but he's still going to be a baby in football in terms we ain't seen the real Kylian Mbappe yet we ain't seen Mbappe when he has to be judged to the standards that Messi and Ronaldo and, and it's it's getting there. Man to him over a shameful Euros, which quite rightly so there's a lot of criticisms, and maybe there's a lot internally in France. You know, you got he's gone from being that lovable wonder kid now, people are looking at him in, in a different light. Um so yeah, man, you know, City, you've got Ronaldo in it. There's no way you sign Ronaldo, and like I said, you know, the Premier League. Is different to League R in that you know there's a different win almost every year, and that I know City have won it a couple times, but it is is difficult to retain it. I hardly doubt. Obviously, if Ronaldo comes back, wins the Golden Boot, and wins the wins. the the, the Premier League and stuff. It's a success. It's all them things. But we all know everything that both of those clubs in City and, and PSG do is geared towards Champions League. Anything less than Champions League, ultimately, if Pep, Messi, Ronaldo, in fear, if any of these guys walk away from the contracts of their duration at their respective employers, yeah, they might have moments. But, you know, it's not that it's a failure, but that was the mandate really. So for me, obviously whoever comes out on top in them two games wins the group. You can't write off Leipzig and I'm sure they will probably cause an upset either against City or PSG or both. Club Bruges apparently for my Belgian fans yesterday, you lot were saying when I was doing my reaction that these lot have spent money, big money by their standards. So they might chuck something, but I think Leipzig and Bruges, they probably just need to focus on the Europa League or qualification for such. So, yeah, man, that's the that's the Champions League group stages, as well as speaking about Ronaldo and and obvious, and obviously and obviously Messi, um, Ronaldo and Mbappe. Sorry, you know, again, there's just certain certain things you become you become accustomed to. Now, obviously, I'm not going to speculate. You know, before I get you know slightly serious a moment, you know, away from football, very few things are more important than football these sort of crimes are now i want to put out a disclaimer not that i'm saying to do this or whatever but we do need to keep an element of proven until get proven guilty we know that accusations need to lend to convictions or or whatever in the court of law um and obviously things like rape you know that's if you're from the hood or you're from the ends or you're from anyone in general anyone decent person there's certain things you can't have attached to your name and especially for me if somebody is innocent And you know that's that's on their name. Then for me, compensation needs to be needs to be got on because it's one of them ones where that's one of them things that you might be cleared, but it might when somebody thinks of you, they think of them allegations when it comes to light. So you know everybody deserves the right to a fair trial. Everybody's innocent until proven guilty and whatnot and all of those sort of things. That's on Mendy's side. First things first, we need and more about whatever guilty or not. I don't really care about how Mendy feels because it you know. Well, I do, obviously, if he's innocent and whatnot. But first things first, to the victim or victims, because, again, I don't want to speculate there's no facts. Obviously, um, my my heart goes out to them. I don't need to tell you lot how this is a grievous ha- act, how this sort of unfortunate thing that certain... People sick heads do it robs people yeah it might harm them physically and, and and rob them of their physical control of their body but it robs them mentally they'll recount that event week in week in day in day out and obviously that will affect like if this if a young lady i assume has sadly been raped that's gonna affect how she viewed not that they're gonna she's gonna think everyone's like that but that's gonna affect her relationships with her with her with her own friends and female co- friends and 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 people in her life let alone her father you know you know if they're if it, it again you know father's husbands you know granddads all of these brothers all of these sort of things you know again how they pay their bills how they re uh, how they react to life you rob them of something you rob them of their innocence and their enthusiasm and the physical wounds will heal the mental wounds will be there for life and you know my heart goes out to anyone who's been victimized with, with things like this it's absolutely disgusting and I will say as as I can draw on personal experience and parallels you know just because you and I'm not saying to, 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 to keep this over many or whatever but this rape is a serious subject and I feel in this country the convictions you know you speak to a lot of women or people that campaign the convictions are quite low obviously if someone's innocent they're innocent but sometimes there's bang slap of evidence and for whatever reason it, people walk you know so being proven innocent doesn't necessarily mean anything. And I think if people did a lot of research around this, you'd be shocked at how, you know, the, the British justice system looks... Like... Apologies, people, of how they look at things like this, let alone the time they give to people. I mean, again, I don't want to speculate because really it's making me sick really speaking about it. But I have to. As much as it's making me sick, I have the luxury of just being able to to click this off my page and... What's going on with the mic? As I, was, I have the luxury of clicking this off my page and just simply not talking about it. This is certain someone's reality, you know. So, again, for the people out there, you know, who can't just turn off about, this is vital to speak about things along these lines. For what it's worth, though, Manchester City footballer Benjamin Mendy has been charged with rape. The 27-year-old has been charged with four counts of rape and one count of sexual assault, Cheshire Police have said. The charges relate to three complainants. Complainants over the ages of sixteen are alleged to have taken place between October 2020 and August this year. Um, so yeah, man. A police spokesman said um, um, the Cheshire const. Con- I can't say that, people. So I'm just going to say constable. The Cheshire, the Cheshire constable, and the ground and the CPS would like to um, remind everyone that criminal proceedings against Mendy are live and that he has the right to fair trial. Um, the subject is, you know, obviously. Um, They've, they've, I read this yesterday and there was more of it and it, it kind of talked about how, you know, he has a right to a fair trial and things like that. You know, I think when we we all saw Manchester City's statement first on their website. So clearly they've known about this for a second. As you, you know, they've, they've, they've been briefed on the situation and they've been allowed to get their affairs in order and distance themselves. And I saw the, the statement first before it started coming about that Mendy was involved. And you knew something was up in it. You, you knew something. You knew Mendy wasn't suspended. For any fighting or stuff There's just certain things You know wh- wh- Something's going to happen People For what it's worth Manchester City can confirm That following Being charged by police, Mendy has been suspended pending an investigation. The matter is subject to a legal process and the club is therefore unable to make further comment until that process is completed. So what more can you say? That's true. And like I said, man, hopefully what's done in the dirt comes to light. If he's done it, hope the book's thrown at him. If he's innocent, then obviously you hope he he walks from it. But yeah, man, I don't want to speculate on neither here nor there. Definitely... You know, because it just, just makes my blood boil. It makes me sick. I don't know what to do. I don't even want to do the podcast anymore, people, from completely, completely honest with you. But it has to be spoken about. It's very important. As I said, certain people, you can't just turn off from any of these people. Um, away from any of that, should we look at the games to come over the next couple of days in the Premier League, people? Unfortunately, to kick off the Premier League week, you've got Manchester City against Arsenal now. Hopefully, Ronaldo doesn't start in that game or doesn't play, which he can't. Now, obviously, Arsenal got it all to do. Yeah, we beat, we beat West Brom, but it's in a cup. We played a bunch of kids and at the end of the day, the facts still remain. We've got no wins from the Premier League. That's our bread and butter. That's our only priority. Everything else is a bonus in the cup. Um, obviously we've still got no goals, no clean sheet, fundamentally no points. And, you know, I yawned right on cue. That's that's our standard of football and how I feel about the club. You know, I don't need to bore you lot with Man City. Fantastic players, fantastic coach, fantastic tactics. Etihad, it could get long for us. It's as simple as that. I don't really give us any hope, but, you know, I give football hope. You know, as long as you've got 11 players on the pitch or the same amount, you've got half a chance. Football isn't one on paper. So you've got a chance, you know. City have lost this season, and our North London rivals showed us it could be done. But just because they done it doesn't mean we can, you know. And I'm sure City and Pep have banged on the importance of getting on a run. Now I'm sure that that Spurs blip will just be one on the uh, one in a long time. So for me, I don't need to bore you, lot, in We're going up against it at this point. Now we've played them enough times for the whole Arteta against his former club sort of novelty to wear off. You need points. You know, it doesn't matter what you did against West Brom and and whatnot. But, you know, there'll be a lot of pressure. You know, there'll be a lot of pressure on Arteta. And really, there's nothing to say about Arsenal in City, really. Like, what can I tell you lot? You've got Newcastle against Southampton. You've got Brighton against Everton. Southampton building up a nice, decent squad. Newcastle struggling so far early start of the season. Brighton Everton should be a good one. You know, Brighton have two wins from two. To be fair, Rafa Benitez, his men, have also started well. So that should be a good one. West Ham are doing well. You've got Antonio, who's just broken his records. Crystal Palace with it all to do, people. What have they got? I swear Palace have one point from their two games so far. They got battered against Chelsea. Fair play. You know, against Brentford, it was nil-nil. And you've got a resurgent West Ham side. So I expect, you know, if I had to give a prediction for Man City Arsenal, bro, I'd say I'm being nice. I'm going to say 3-1 Arsenal. I think we might show up a bit more than we thought. But I'd say 3-4-5-1 City. Sorry if I said Arsenal at first. Let's say 4-1 City. Newcastle, Southampton. I'd say Newcastle. Two. I'd say Newcastle two, Southampton three. So three two Southampton four one Manchester City Arsenal three two Southampton three two Brighton Everton. You know what? I'm gonna back Vieira's men for an upset. I'm gonna say Crystal Palace two West Ham one. Norwich City versus Leicester now. West Ham pulled an upset, or I'd say an upset against Leicester. I think Leicester will have that in mind. Then at 3 p.m., they'll be trying to win that. Norwich at home to Leicester. Oh, I'd say I'd say Leicester, man. Jamie Vardy brace. Someone else get on the score sheet. I'd say Leicester three, Norwich one. Aston Villa versus Brentford. Ollie Watkins, Derby. 2-0 Aston Villa. For me, you got the big one. You know, I'll be doing a watch-along for Manchester City-Arsenal as well, people. And I'll also be doing a watch-along for Liverpool versus Chelsea tomorrow at 5.30. So I'll probably be live from 5 or so. Liverpool versus Chelsea, you know, again, if Arsenal were doing a bit better, City versus Arsenal, beyond the fact of Arsenal's problems, and still the names of the club would probably hold a bit more weight. But this is the biggest game for me, you know. I think people are... It's not the biggest game, but I think Watford, Spurs and, 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 and Wolves, Man United, I think them games there will be entertaining, more entertaining than I think fans are going to give credit. But you've got Liverpool, Chelsea, Van Dyke against Lukaku. The real work starts with Lukaku. Lukaku got a... You know, a welcome pack in the Premier League. He got his customary debut goal against Arsenal. Everybody does that. The big league started. He played a couple of jolt man defenders. You're playing big proper. You're playing a team that's serious now in Liverpool and club that's serious. And you know, it's German versus German. It's you know, heavy metal versus the orchestra. It's, it's it's a fantastic clash. And it's you know, Liverpool versus Chelsea. I've been enjoying the clashes in neutrals in in in, in, in as a neutral for a while now. Van Dijk versus Lukaku. And as much as I say Van Dijk, you've got Matip in decent form. You've got um, Canute. I don't think he'll be thrown in, but you never know. I don't know how he's been training um, and whatnot. So it should be, you've got some good defenders. You've got a team that that's better defensively. Like if Milner's there, you know he's going to get around. He's going to um, organise a bit better with everyone as opposed to how Arsenal played. So. You know, you Lokaku just needs to score goals and that's what he's gonna do. But there has always been that, and I'm sure it's on his show, he's got that chip on his shoulder and at the back of his head, there is that, that that is that record or them assumptions that Lukaku is a flat track bully or he doesn't keep the same energy for the um for the for the big clubs or the bigger teams or the serious clubs as he does for the joke men to be fair with you. So that's a great clash. Obviously, Liverpool, I don't think Liverpool have been perfect. I don't think either team have been perfect in their last two games. You know, Chelsea, for me, this is their first real big test of the season. And for me, they've perfectly got six points on the board. They've spoken about wanting to win the league. You know, they've got to go against league contenders in Liverpool. And for me, they should stand out a statement. And this is the first game I expect Chelsea, whatever happens is a, diff- is a different one. But I expect Chelsea to actually be tested something close to their their... their Their Maximum definitely didn't get that against Arsenal, definitely didn't get that the week before against Crystal Palace. For Liverpool, two wins on the board. I think they've been good. I think, you know, Norwich probably felt they could get, not that they could get more out of the game, but I feel it wasn't as one-sided as Liverpool would have hoped for. Initially with Burnley, the same as well before the floodlights opened. And, you know, Mo Salah against his old club. You know, Mo Salah, you know, I don't know who the best one-season wonder is in the Prem. Mo Salah, Jamie Vardy or Harry Kane, but Salah's definitely up there and, Whenever you're playing your former club, you've always got, no matter how many times, you've always got that monkey on your back. Obviously, salaries. I swear he ain't got 100 Premier League goals yet. He's close to such, so you know you get a brace against Chelsea. Things can happen. Um, so it's gonna be a, two, it's gonna be a good game. And if I had to, I think it goes three-two-else each way, which probably means it's one 0 apiece. piece. But I'm gonna actually say Liverpool to Chelsea to you. Now I wanna see a high-scoring draw. If I'm completely honest with you. Burnley leads, hopefully Leeds win. I'm going to go Leeds 2, Burnley 1. Um Tottenham Hotspur against Watford now. Moose Sissoko ironically is subject of speculation to go to Watford and the two clubs are in talk. But I would imagine, you know, what um, Tottenham to run riot. You know, Kane played yesterday in the Conference League, scored two goals. Everybody loves him again, you know, and I'm sure that will continue um on Sunday people. I see no reason why Harry Kane isn't going to I just see him getting his getting off the score sheet for the season, getting his couple goals, and you know normality re- resuming. So, I'm gonna say Tottenham to Watford nil because I think Watford will, will make it a bit harder in general. Wolves versus Man United, obviously, I'd love for Wolves to win, just like with Watford. You know, Liverpool, Chelsea. I mean, I would prefer Liverpool to win out of Chelsea, I guess, but. If both could lose, would be perfect. Wolves, Man United, you know, the last time United went on the road, they dropped unnecessary points and they didn't start the best against Southampton. I'm sure if you're trying to learn from your mistakes of the past, you need to start well and not give away cheap goals. And, you know, Wolves are a, are a, are a dodgy team. No one likes to visit them to visit their place. No one likes to play against them. I have I, to I say United three, no. United two, United, United one nil. Probably gonna be two, but I think it'll be a close game. I think it'd be nervy, but I bet United to to get over the line, people. So some interesting games, people from. Bottom to top, Wolves, Man United, Tottenham Hotspur against Watford, Burnley against Leeds, Liverpool against Chelsea, Aston Villa, Brentford, Norwich City, Leicester City, West Ham United, Crystal Palace, Brighton, Everton, Newcastle, Southampton. And to kick off the week, you know, you've got the, well, the game week, you've got Manchester City against Arsenal people. So make of that what you will. Um, Apparently, the England team has also been announced. England team announced. I can't lie. I want to see what's going on there. I know, for, you know, I'm a big fan fan of mason greenwood i know southgate's alluded to i haven't seen it but given his reasons why for me i think greenwood should be there i think he's deserved it you know i think he needs to get some experience going into the world cup um so it is what it is what what's all this Oh, I'm bugging out. This is some old article. Why Sky Sports doing that? I'd like to say, I see Oxley Chamberlain. I was like to say, what? Oxley Chamberlain and I'd like to say this ain't the squad I read. But you know, obviously, there's no place for Ben Chilwell. Jesse Lingard's been included. Congratulations to Patrick Bamford. He's been called up. Um, Saka's there. As I said, I think Greenwood should be there, but it is where it is. Foden's obviously struggling with injuries, so isn't going to play a part. So it is largely a team that went down. That- but it's not fully a team that went through us. There's no Ben White or Ramsdale where Arsenal recruits are concerned. Um, Bamford is the only uncapped player brought into the team, people. Um, you know, Southgate said there was an opportunity for us in forward areas, and now is the opportunity for Patrick. His progress with Leeds has been excellent. He was very close at the end of last season. We worked with him at under-21 level, so we know him anyways, and it's a special moment for his family Um, in relation to Bamford. Congratulations to Trent, who's back and got shagged from the Euros with an injury. Um, Harvey Barnes has missed out as well, people. Southgate said, Mason is in our thoughts. We're all aligned. Mason, the club, his family, and us. The best thing for him after these first few starts is to stay with the club. It's clear on his performances he'd... Warrant being in the squad So what Is there something going on That we don't know With Greenwood Because for me He seems in a good headspace He's playing well Why can't he be called up I don't get it Like I don't get why He needs to stay with the club He's not like He hasn't been called up before You know Obviously if there's something to do with injury and his fatigue and his body, because I know a lot of that was said as to why he didn't go to the Euros. And I think that was just said to say face the man wasn't getting called up. Let's say he was injured. There's an injury. Um, I think that's a shame, really. You know, Rashford's not going to play a part. Obviously, he's just come off the surgery table, really and truly. Um, so we'll have to see, people. You know, we'll have to see. Um, let me see the actual squad. Where's the actual squad, man? Sorry, folks, because I saw it. I saw it yesterday. I know Grealish is there. I mean, you see, one of Grealish is one of the last, the last names to see. So it's, it is, it, it is quite, quite scary in 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 that regards, really. Um, let me. Sorry, people, I need to find this. I've started. We're too far to turn back. I've found it. Um, you've got Sam, in goal. You've got Sam Johnson, Jordan Pickford, Nick Pope, defenders Trent Alexander-Arnold, Connor Cody, Reese, James, Harry Maguire, Tyrone Mings, Luke Shaw. John Stones, Trippy, or Carl Walker. I'd rather call cool up. I don't I don't know if he'll do it long term, but I think Trevor Cholabor and people like that deserve more of a call cool up than Connor Cody. I would have thought if you if you're experimenting with Bamford, you know, I don't know how good he's doing since the season started, admittedly, but I know last year Tomori was doing all right. So would have liked to have seen Tomori get a not looking. I expect to see Tammy Abraham get more of a looking as he's at, at Roma and scoring a lot of goals. I think he will score a lot of goals, but whatever he does is another thing. But you've got Trent, Cody, James, Deserved, Maguire, Mid- Stones, Trippier, Kyle Walker, Bellingham, Henderson, Lingard, Mount, Calvin, Phillips, Declan, Rice, Bamford, Calvert, Lewin, Harry, Kane, Kyle Saka, Jadon, Sancho, Raheem, Sterling, and Jack Grealish complete the England team, people. So, yeah, man, it's quite a decent team when you when you look at it, people. There's no slouches there. You know, there's competition for places. It's a World Cup year, so everyone's gonna wanna be showing up close. And then, clearly, Southgate, it's not just form. It's how you behave with the group, how you carry it on. If you tick all of these boxes, you always be called up. So it's all about leaving an impression as well. Um, in my in my humble opinion. So we we'll have to see To end this podcast people Let's look at some emerging Transfer rumours Beyond the obvious Beyond the ones we've just seen Or the ones with actual Proper legs Like Mbappe And Ronaldo And, and all of these Sort of things people um, you know, I'm trying to skip past the Ronaldo stuff Because there's hella things Juventus want Gab Jesus Apparently you think you want to keep him though, Man City Juventus are interested in re-signing Moise Akeem from Everton On loan with an option to buy And the clubs are in talks Liverpool have inquired about signing Basuma Allegedly, that rumour's been there all week Um, You know, PSG are targeting moves for Paul Pogba, Haaland As they prepare for a season without Kylian Mbappe And they want Camavinga. I mean, that would, that would be mad, didn't it? I mean, you, I doubt you'd be able to do that now in this market. Anything's possible, but raw. I mean, Camavinga looks like it could happen, but boy, transfer merry-go-round really and truly. As I said, Watford have opened talks with Tottenham over a possible deal for Sissoko. Richarlison is still in the thoughts of PSG, should obviously... My man leave. Noni Maduke, 19-year-old at PSV, has signed a new deal. The 19-year-old obviously is drawing interest from a number of Premier League clubs. Harry Kane is actually in talks about an improved contract. The 28-year-old is hoping for a deal up, up to 400k a week. So, yeah, if you're foregoing trophies, you might as well get paid. Jules Oconde is closing in to a move to, to Chelsea from Sevilla. Likewise, one's French centre-half out, one in, in that Zuma allegedly is undergoing a medical... ahead of signing a five-year deal. Um, Tottenham have opened talks over a possible move for £40 million-rated Juventus and United States midfielder Weston McKennie. Everton are interested in Brighton's 25-year-old Neil, Neil Mupe, but need to sell before they can buy people. So, yeah. And Manchester United are interested in Decla Rice and iron up a move either for now or next summer, that rumor has said. So, yeah, people, it's an interesting one. We've spoken, sadly, about the Mendy stuff. We've In better news, we've done the Champions. We've spoken about the Champions League. We've covered Mbappe to Real Madrid. We've spoken about Ronaldo to City, likewise. It's been fantastic. Now, provided there's actual Arsenal things to talk about, I'll be back again at 11.30am, so make sure you're taking in that. There's no information out, but make sure you're keeping a mental note, people, because tomorrow, literally tomorrow, 12.30, Manchester City against Arsenal from 12.30. So, you know, from 12 o'clock, I'll be doing my, it's beginning my watch along and stuff, so make sure you're there. Tomorrow, also, I'll be doing Liverpool and Chelsea. So, if you can't miss, if you have to miss one, don't miss the other. I am eyeing Sunday, that will be over on Twitch, so make sure you subscribe to my Twitch, with it potentially being Messi's PSG debut tomorrow at 7.45. It's only right that we do something centered around that so yeah the content never stops and i believe at 6 p.m today which if you don't know what i'm talking about today is friday i will have mo on my channel as well youtube so we'll preview the city game we'll speak about it and see all of those sort of things but for now i hope you've all had a good week people it's friday i hope you all look back obviously sorry sure. sure. sorry to be people it's mad early but i hope you all look back with um you know, sense of pride, you've all moved that bit closer to your goals, hopes, dreams and aspirations and all of those sort of things. And yeah, I hope you all relish, a, uh, you know, a weekend, you know, it's bank holiday in the UK, so a long weekend, an overdue one for some of you. One love to everyone. If you're on YouTube, make sure you're commenting, you're subscribing, you're hitting that like button and you're setting your reminders. Big up to my people, them on Spotify and and them things there and Apple Music. Make sure you're following across that. Make sure you're me on Twitch, Instagram, Uh, you know all of those things deluded guna more time or just check my description for more news and on that note I'm off to carry on grinding.